Yesterday was a beautiful day for enjoying outdoor church. Faith Lutheran could not have had a more delightful assembly. It was on the grass to the east of the church. I am a first Lutheran member, but these days I don't feel it's necessary to draw a line between the two churches. We are ELCA Lutherans. The ELCA has been thrown on the defensive the last few years. This is unfortunate. With time, I would hope that the wisdom behind the ELCA's positions will become clearer to more people. Hopefully, they can drift back into our ranks. If they do, it will mean they have caught up to the times. Society has basically dealt with gay rights and it has moved on. It is a simple matter of not condoning discrimination. It is not a matter of judging a particular lifestyle. We all make judgments of people based on all sorts of criteria. Yours truly was frowned upon once for living with my parents. A stigma like that can be uncomfortable. God created us as imperfect beings. In fact, by definition, we are sinful. If you don't subscribe to that premise, you are not a Christian. Society has been like a hamster on a treadmill debating abortion. It's comparable to the mid-19th century debate on slavery. Toward the end, people from the North and South couldn't even have a civilized discussion about it. The ELCA would assert that women's rights are essential, reproductive health rights. If we do not accept it, we end up on the old treadmill of debating if abortion should be the equivalent of murder. Should the woman be punished in addition to the doctor? And on and on. Abortion will not disappear even if the law clamps down. It will be done on an unsafe, illicit basis for poor people and in a discreet way for rich people with money-changing hands because they feel money confers the right to do anything. Many of these rich people would preach that they are pro-life and they would give to the morally bankrupt GOP. I attended the Faith Lutheran service yesterday because it had been a while since I had seen some friends in that congregation, such as Mark and Deb McNally, and there were others. I did not know it was the 50th wedding anniversary of Chuck and Liz Spore. Congratulations! <laughs> the Spores were present on their little golf cart vehicle. Chuck has overcome some health issues. Cheers me up whenever I exchange hellos with him. Kudos to Pastor Del Sanderson, who put together a really fine service. Del has two L's in his first name, 
Del Sarlette of Morris has one. <laughs> oh, and then we have Della, as in Della Conroy. She painted a picture during the Sunday service as we watched. Faith Lutheran has such a nice congregation these days. It has not always been that way. Perhaps the day is coming when First Lutheran and Faith Lutheran will merge. We have lost some numbers because of the political issues. You can feel welcome attending either church if you are not a supporter of Donald Trump. Well, let's take a look at this day in history. It is August 24th, Monday, and in 1819, Colonel Henry Leavenworth and the 5th Infantry arrived in Mendota to build a fort at the confluence of the Mississippi and St. Peter's, later the Minnesota, rivers, on land purchased from the Dakota by Lieutenant Zebulon M. Pike in 1805. The following August, Colonel Josiah Snelling takes command of the fort, which is known as Fort St. Anthony until 1825. That's going way back in Minnesota history. Well, I'm happy to have in front of me now my ELCA devotional booklet, which I am fond of reading and quoting from. Monday, August 24th. The title is Bartholomew, Apostle. <laughs> that name reminds me of a line in the movie Spaceballs. But I won't get into that right now. Philip said to him, come and see. Verse 46 of John 1. Okay, here we go. I'm seriously jealous. Philip has the most unfair advantage. When Nathaniel, elsewhere called Bartholomew, commemorated today, asks, how do I know who is this Messiah? Philip can simply say, come on, let me show you. And there Jesus is. Sometimes I wish I could walk someone over to the living, breathing Jesus and introduce them directly. But we can. The living Christ dwells deep within each one of us. Martin Luther said we are to be little Christs in the world. Because we are loved by God and claimed by baptism into Christ, we are also called and sent as his disciples. We are not always Christ-like, but when we fall short, Jesus calls us again puts his words in our mouth, his love in our heart, his deeds of service into our hands. And we, the church, become Christ's body. This isn't just an idea. We are the living, breathing Christ in the world. Come and see is an invitation for others to find the living Jesus in each of us. May it be so. Make me, if not a perfect example, a living example of you, O Christ. Amen. 
prayer concern. Those who haven't been introduced to Jesus. Very moving. Well, we had quite the rainstorm last night. I was up for part of the night and then slept in as a consequence. Did not eat breakfast downtown as I normally do. I waited until lunchtime, or I had a late lunch. I had my normal senior lunch at around, oh, 10, 15. And then I had a, had a later lunch, and that's my eating for the day. <laughs> it does fill the bill. Have a good rest of the day.